time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports, exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City, and streaming online right now at foxsportsrapidcity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Well, good Monday afternoon to you. Thanks for being here. Hope you had a nice weekend. I really do. Thanks for checking in on a Monday on the Nate Brown Show. We're back. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. We are live from our downtown studio, Fox Sports Rapid City, 1067 FM, 1150 AM. Tuning in there on the radio. Bring us up on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube, live in studio camera, and the stream is rolling. And right there on Twitter, checking in wherever you may be on your phone, however you access that. On Twitter, at Nate Brown Show, you can watch the show. It's a Reaction Monday. It's going to be the struggle bus today. No, no, no. Not the struggle bus. i just got to be realistic. I've got to be um, objective here. I'm going to be fair and balanced here. You know, I'm not going to be over the top. I'm not going to be hyperbole. I'm... We're going to have a good conversation today about what the real story is with some of the teams that you guys love following here in the NFL. Okay, we'll get to it. Let's get to it, all right? The guest lineup includes uh, coverage of the Broncos last night. Ryan O'Halloran got back from Kansas City, and he's live tonight. Denver Post, Broncos beat writer checking in after the loss last night, Sunday night football. Ryan O'Halloran's on the way. We will go to Minnesota, get reaction to the Vikings. Eric Thompson checks in, dailynorseman.com. He's always really, really good. What's his take on the 5-7 and seven Vikings and, uh, of course, the loss to the Lions? You know it's bad. You know it's bad. Okay, we had a busy day yesterday, some youth basketball stuff like this, but I'm following the games and I'm watching stuff. And, um, you know, we have a nice afternoon relaxing. And I was just in the kitchen. I said, oh, not a good day for the Vikings. You know, my, my wife overheard that. And she said, whoa, what, what's going on? What do you mean? She doesn't follow it really closely, okay? My wife overheard. I said, not a good day for the Vikings. My wife overheard that. She said, oh, what happened? I said, uh, they lost to the Lions. And she goes, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, you know we got problems. I mean, when she says, oh, no, that's that's terrible. She acted like they, it was the worst thing all season. And it might have been. Eric Thompson will react. Let's go college football, the FCS playoffs. How about South Dakota State? Everybody kind of forgetting about the Jackrabbits, are you? Are you forgetting about the Jacks? They didn't get home field throughout the playoffs and the whole thing. They will, They go on the road now in the second round and beat the Big Sky Conference champs, Sacramento State. And uh, now it's South Dakota State into the third round. We're talking quarterfinals now. They're on the road at Villanova this Saturday, heading out to Philly. We'll talk to Sam Herter, national writer, covers the FCS for Hero Sports, one of the best. He's on tap. And up to North Dakota, Mike McFeely checks in, covers the Bison and more at North Dakota State in forum live from Fargo, Mike McFeely. So a packed Monday show. We'll hit college football heavy today with Chris Hummer. National College Football Writer, 24-7 Sports. We're ready. The Nate Brown Show brought to you by 
Black Hills Urgent Care. They want you to know they're committed to providing exceptional care for you and your family. Two locations in Rapid City, and I'll tell you, that's where we go every time. Um, Black Hills Urgent Care on Haynes Avenue and also on the west side, Bacon Park, Mountain View Road. They're open seven days a week. Convenient and great care. If you need care, avoid the wait. You schedule on your on your phone like us, bhucare.com with the letter U, bhucare.com. That's Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Now, what should be the reaction of Minnesota Vikings fans today? What should be the reaction of Minnesota Vikings fans today? I've got three major reactions, okay? I'm not a Minnesota Vikings fan, but I'll tell you, I've been dialed in on them my whole life. When you have an older brother that wears a Vikings helmet on game days in your living room, you kind of plugged in on the Vikings, okay, for a long time. He, he's, he's a nut. He's an absolute Vikings nut. And so, and, and living in this region for as long as I have, you know, you know about the Vikings. So I've got three things that I think should be on the Vikings' mind. Three things that I think should be on the Vikings' mind. Yesterday's loss to the Lions, a total embarrassment for the organization. A total embarrassment for the organization. This is, uh, of course, the first uh, game the Lions win is against the Vikings. That, that just fits the Minnesota sports narrative that I hate. That, oh, well, just wait for our pain, Nate. Just wait. Just wait. You'll experience the pain. And it happens. I mean, it's the never-ending cycle. We can't, we're coming into a cold, wintry, blustery weekend, and we want the Vikings to win on a Sunday, and they lose to the Lions, the Lions' first win of the season, and I just can't believe it continues to happen, and you start wondering, is that the Minnesota sports fans' conundrum? Is You just expect it to? You expect it to? No, that's an embarrassment for the organization. From the top down, from the top down, Rick Spielman, you've got to be thinking about Rick. You've got to be wondering about Rick and wondering the general manager, what is next for him? What is next for him? Okay, That's the organizational standpoint. That, that's one thing. One thing. The other thing I think about here, two, two, number two, Kirk Cousins, again, is not the issue. Kirk Cousins is not the issue yesterday. He's not. The Vikings have a top seven offense. They have a top seven offense in the NFL. Kirk Cousins isn't the issue. Kirk Cousins, the Vikings got down there and scored. The Vikings got the, the Vikings were in good shape until the Jared Goff drive and last second touchdown yesterday against a, I don't know, prevent defense in the red zone. It was amazing. Um, um, and, and so the Vikings offense, that wasn't the issue. Kirk Cousins, can you believe this, is up for uh, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. I mean, you guys, some people may laugh at that. In a loss against the Lions, Kirk Cousins is up for NFC Offensive Player of the Week. That's not a joke from the Nate Brown Show. That's real. Why? 30 of 40? 340 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, it's not a joke. It wasn't Kirk's problem yesterday. Well, he makes this mistake and that mistake. Okay, every quarterback makes mistakes. Did you watch Patrick Mahomes last night? Not good. Not good, frankly. 
Um, so we don't pick apart every single guy every week, um, but we pick apart Kirk Cousins, yet he's up for Offensive Player of the Week and a loss. But I bring Kirk Cousins into my second element here. Why? Um, they're going to have to decide what they're going to do with Kirk. And I will tell you this. Why I'm looking forward now, I think this ball game's over. Yesterday was the sealed the deal. Yesterday sealed the deal. So this ball game's over now. And now we've got big issues here moving forward, meaning what are you going to do with Kirk? And my argument is you bring Kirk back. But you know who you don't bring back? My third thought from yesterday. End of story. I said it weeks ago. I said it weeks ago. You heard it. And then they picked off a win here and a win there. And then I was thinking maybe I was wrong. But Mike Zimmer's done. It's all over. It's all over for Mike. I said Mike Zimmer and Vic Fangio were kind of dead men walking. I really felt that. And I think we can secure it on December 6th on a Monday. Vic Fangio of the Broncos, he's out. He's going to be done. And that was it for Mike Zimmer. Well, they're not going to get rid of him now, right? It's the Thursday night game. So, so you're not going to do it now. But he's gone. That's it. And that's the end of the story. Kirks should be back. Kirk Cousins should be back. Mike Zimmer will not. Thanks for calling your live today on Fox Sports Rapid City. And you go ahead. Hi, Nate. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What's up today? Well, you know, I I don't blame Cousins either. He, you know, you got to get touchdowns as a center field goal. They had way too many field goals down there when they should have had a touchdown or two. It would have put it out of reach. But, again, the defense let him down. How do you let a team go the whole field in less than two minutes with no timeouts? Just I mean, a killer. Talk about Just a soft, killer. Soft. I mean, they were giving them 10, 15, 10, 12 yards without even hardly – putting up any, you know, effort to stop their, um, I mean, I grant you want to keep stuff in front of you, but, you know, you got to play the ball a little bit. I mean, these guys, receivers were wide open the whole, all the way down the field. No, yeah. it was it was, a, it was a classic prevent. You've seen it a million times. Yet, I thought when they're yeah. at the 11-yard line on the last play of the game, you may not want to go prevent there. You know, you, you may want to go uh, hard coverage there. And they were still prevent. Those guys were six, seven yards deep in the end zone. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, and he didn't blitz until, like, the third or fourth play before the winning score. It's like, you know, if you're going to play soft, at least send a, a blitz guy every couple plays and so, put some pressure. I mean, he, they're rushing three guys. He was standing back. The golf was standing back there all day. Is that the end of the road for Mike Zimmer? It, it, I believe I it is. So. I believe it is. I think so. I mean, how do you blame Cousins yet? Dalvin Cook is out. Thielen got hurt in the first few plays. He basically had one receiver, Jefferson, and he – you know, he had a great game again. Great receiver. You got to pay him whatever you need to pay him to keep him. He's a oh, he's, he's a outstanding. Top five, top six receiver in the league, I think. <laughs> you got to keep Cousins. You, you know, when 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 Cook's healthy, they're even better. I mean, look at and even yesterday they still, you know, like I said, they didn't get touchdowns when they should have. But yeah, but it happens. Really you know, well. it happens. I mean, you can't give up. You can't give up that many points to the worst offense in the league. It's the worst offense yeah. in the league. And this is a, you know, he's had a number of bad defenses there. In his early years, he had some good defenses, but the last three years, especially the secondary, just porous. I mean, just horrible. There's no way the defense should have given up that that field in less than two minutes. 
And of course, it happens to the Vikings, right? Of course, it happens to the Vikings. By the way, now they go. Now they got to go to Pittsburgh. Good luck there. Yeah, I I think (laughs) we're seeing the end of Mike Zimmer. I said it a long time ago, uh, weeks ago, and I what you know maybe I jumped the gun, but I think this is the uh, end of the road. I appreciate it. Yeah, I would agree. Thanks for getting in. I appreciate that. Seven two zero one zero six seven. Get in. I. I'll invite you into the Barons Wilson text line as well. The Nate Brown show back on a Monday. It's a um, it's a scenario. I, I I remember weeks ago on this same segment, this same show, this same place. It's Groundhog's Day. I said it weeks ago, and sometimes you got to be careful when you're okay. People re- instant reaction. Oh, don't go overboard. Don't go overboard. I have felt that the Broncos have been middling along here, middle of the road, just not good enough. And I felt like it's all going to come to fruition here. Vic Fangio is very, very similar to Mike Zimmer. Very similar. And this is it. The, the two, and it's just so interesting. The two defensive coaches, defensive coaches. Um, Mike's been there a long time now, and it's just not working. Vic, yeah, nice defense. A lot of the other stuff just hasn't been working. It just hasn't been. So the scapegoats aren't going to be the quarterbacks or anything like that. This is going to be the coaches. The Broncos will have a new coach. The Vikings will have a new coach. And you heard it quickly. Maybe I did it too quickly, but I'm feeling good today. Not so good, but feeling good about that situation. They're going to move forward. I believe that. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. I'm going to pull a Steve on you and tell you, I told you that that was going to happen. <laughs> I remember that somehow. I don't know if you – did you predict the Lions to win? To win? I I just I, – it's the roller coaster ride. It, you know, yesterday was just the icing on the cake. It starts with, you know – if Zimmer isn't making the calls, then he's got to hold somebody accountable. But yesterday was horrible. Their two-point conversions that they oh, tried, oh. I, I, un, unbelievable. I, and then the defense, the, you could talk about that all day. I, they, I know they said probably play 20 yards off the ball, but i got to believe that was at the beginning of the drive, not on the last play of the drive. <laughs> oh, that was bad. I watched not, that play over and over. I don't know how many times you watched it. Over there. Oh, it was ridiculous. Well, two guys over there were 10 yards behind it. I, I, it just blows my mind. Okay. I, I, it really doesn't. Are you with Are you with me? Um, Zimmer gone. Is Cousins yes. back? Is Cousins back? I I yeah. Well, I, I think he so. Done anything. I think you so. Know, he he makes mistakes, but you can look at every team in the league. They all do. Every quarterback out there has a player or two or three that they're like, oh, I can't believe that didn't get picked up. I mean, it just it happens. It's the nature, it's the game. Yeah, we pick. So, we but pick I believe Zimmer's co- gone after yesterday. We we should have lost to Detroit twice this year. No, I we, know. We should have been the first game. Yeah, yeah. So, People, the misery needs to come to an end. All right, buddy. All right, so, I appreciate it. Thanks for hope getting. Hope you had in. a good tournament with the girls too. I, so. I did. I did. I appreciate All that. Right. Um, I tell you. I had a basketball weekend. I had a basketball weekend, and we had some uh, crushing defeats, kind of like yesterday. Okay, <laughs> it, was, it was tight, tight crushing defeats. But I'll tell you, we were playing hard defense. We were playing a little better defense than the Vikes. Okay, that's the scenario I, I lay out for you today. Is um, after last night, okay, the Broncos aren't good enough. 
They, they have some good aspects to their team. My Broncos aren't good enough. Vic Fangio is going to take the fall there. End of story. Okay? Vic Fangio is going to take the fall. It's so interesting, these stories about these two coaches of two teams that people follow here. Vic Fangio is going to take the fall. Is he a bad head coach? I don't think he's great. I don't know if he's bad. I want to tell you, I don't think Mike Zimmer's bad. I'm not telling you Mike Zimmer's a bad coach. It's just the end of the road. The Vikings defense is ranked number 30 in yards, 27th in touchdowns. I mean, it's just over. It's over. So the Vikings just, they're going to move forward. They didn't do it now, and I don't think they will in season. I don't know. We'll see. But they got a Thursday night game against Pittsburgh. They play on a Monday night here coming up. So the Vikings situation, they'll just roll with Zimmer. But we know. We know this is the end of the road. It, it felt like there was a few bright, uh, bright spots, some nice wins mixed in, Packers, Chargers. Now, now that's good, but it's over. I thought it was weeks ago, just uh, looking at how the Vikings defense was playing, and uh, it's going to be over for my guy Vic Fangio as well in the Broncos. The difference is, Vikings fans, you're going to go new head coach, I think you should keep your quarterback. I really do. He's expensive now if you if you decide not to. I mean, it's it's going to cost you big time. So I think you keep Kirk. The big question of the Vikings, if you let go of Zimmer, do you keep Rick Spielman, the general manager? That's a big question, and I don't know that answer today. The, the Broncos are now in this situation. Here's the other side. The coach is going to be gone. The quarterback's going to be gone. The Broncos have a new GM, and it's a new, fresh start. Okay? New quarterback, new coach. End of story for the Broncos. That's it. You heard it here first. That'll be, that'll be the scenario. Vikings, new coach. Keep the quarterback. What do you do with the GM's uh, Spielman? He's been tied to Zimmer all these years. Do you get a fresh start there, too? It's tough. It's tough. Interesting scenario of where the Broncos are going, where the Vikings are going. Similar places, but a little bit different. A little bit different. Broncos would start fresh in a few different key spots. Vikings, I think you got to keep Kirk Cousins, but what's the direction of the organization if you don't have a new GM, but you go with a new coach? Do you want Rick Spielman choosing that coach? I'm not so sure about that. I don't know how that's going to go. Those guys got contract extensions not so long ago, and it's over. Vic Fancho and Mike Zimmer, two veterans, two veterans. Vic, a first-time head coach. Mike's been there a long time. They're out, and uh, that was sealed yesterday. Coming right back with Ryan O'Halloran, Broncos writer at Denver Post. I want to get to this college football situation, college football playoff. I've got some great news, great news on the playoff for college football and some really bad news, actually. I mean, I've got another prediction, okay? That's coming up. First, Ryan O'Halloran live from Denver. He just got back from KC last night. O'Halloran in next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment, shock, or strut issue? Black Hills Tire is your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy tonight with lows around 16. Winds out of the northeast, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Highs level off around 32. Tomorrow, overcast. Lows level off around 25. Tomorrow night, sunshine mixed with clouds at times. Wednesday, with daytime highs approaching 54. 42, chance for snow. Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 24. Attention shoppers and sports fans. You can get $200 when you open a qualifying checking account with Highmark Credit Union. Now that's great checking. And just in time for the holiday season. So open your new checking account at Highmark before January 31st and receive $200 deposited into your account. Call, stop by, or drive through any Highmark Credit Union branch to learn more. Visit HighmarkFCU.com. Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. If you're in the market for a vehicle right now, you probably have noticed it's sometimes hard to find the right one. That's where Summit Automotive Group steps in. Stacy and Matt and their staff working hard to get a great selection of pre-owned vehicles at affordable prices. At Summit Automotive, they have a different outlook on selling you a vehicle. You'll experience stress-free shopping, friendly, honest service with no high-pressure sales gimmicks. Before you buy, drop by East Highway 44, SummitAutoGRP.com. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. All right, guys, if you need a haircut, the one place I go every time is the man salon. And there's a reason for it. They just do the best job. You get a great haircut with your personal stylist. I can watch a game or whatever I want in my own station. Then I get shampoo, hot towel, shoulder massage, all at a great price at the man salon. Two convenient locations for you at Rushmore Crossing and on West Main. The man salon offers a military discount for active and retired military. For your next appointment, just book at the man salon. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Monday edition of the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, just packed tonight. Good stuff coming up. National College football writer Chris Hummer, 24-7 sports. He's on tap. A college football question of the day, discussing the transfer portal. That's always interesting. Question of the day, uh, straight ahead. A lot of answers coming in already online. The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Talking Broncos. Well, I might be premature on this. But uh, I said weeks ago, it doesn't feel good for Vic Fangio. 
when the Broncos were going through their tough stretch. And I know they're still hanging around that 500 mark, right? Just 500 and one game up, one game down. I still think it looks grim for Vic Fangio and the future of the Broncos. I think they'll have a new coach. I think they'll have a new quarterback. And George Payton, the new general manager, will have a brand new fresh start. That's what I believe. Maybe I'm too early on it. Still a lot of season left, right? What does Ryan O'Halloran say? Covered the game. Chiefs-Broncos last night got flexed into Sunday night football, and the Broncos offensively just struggle. I mean, unbelievable. Great defensive effort, but bad offense. Ryan O'Halloran on DenverPost.com. Ryan, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good, Nate. Good to join you again. Okay, that's a that's kind of a I jump to conclusions. You know, you do that radio and people want hot takes. It's not a hot take for me. I said weeks ago, doesn't feel good for Vic. It feels like a middle of the road team. I don't think that's good enough. And uh, I think we're we're seeing the uh, slow conclusion of this Broncos head coach and uh, quarterback and and the whole thing. But is that going too far? I'm not on the quarterback. Uh, Last night was a bad night for Teddy Bridgewater in his case to start anywhere next year. Um, You know, he was inaccurate downfield. His first interception was a semi-new look, I think, with with, uh, Thornhill being closer to to, to playing the underneath route. Bridgewater didn't see him. And just he never really inspired confidence at any point in the game saying, this offense – is going to be able to score some points tonight. They've scored 40 points in the last five games against the Chiefs. That's pathetic. Even for this, you know, and this is not a light, light, light up every scoreboard offense. Bad night for Teddy. Uh, marginally bad night for Vic. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, if you had to pick one or the other, not coming back next year, definitely the quarterback. Okay, and, and I know I'm, I'm looking big picture here. And so Vic defensively, I like it. I mean, uh, Broncos defense got after it. They played well. Um, so I think Vic's kind of done a good job against KC, no? He has. I mean, in the last two trips to Arrowhead, he's allowed, his defense has allowed one uh, offensive touchdown per game. That should be good enough to win in this league, particularly against a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and a play caller like Andy Reid. But you spot him a 10 nothing lead. Uh, you only get one takeaway last night. That was the key is, you know, the certain interception, they don't take advantage. You know, Kenny Young almost had an uh, interception off a deflected pass after the uh, muff punt. So it's, it's, you know, they did some good things on defense, but they never made that game-changing play that really put their team in position to be competitive. When you look at the Chiefs, how good do you think they are? I've always thought, wow, they're, they're really, really good. I'm having my doubts here. Mahomes is sidearm and stuff. Um, he doesn't look great. How good are the Chiefs? Yeah, I think they're, they're average. Um, I was completely underwhelmed by them offensively last night. I was completely impressed by them defensively over the last couple of weeks. You know, I said, you know, this, they played, okay, they played the Giants, but then they shut down the Cowboys. Yeah, they played the Packers with Jordan Love, but I thought they did some good things last night outside of that 20-play drive. And really, on that 20-play drive, they just, they just kept everything in front of them. You know, it's admirable to have a drive that long if you're an offense, but it's also a sign if you can't make any big plays. The Chiefs in the defense for Kansas City made one there uh, on fourth and two with miscommunication galore. But 
know, I still think they're the class of the division because I was not impressed by the Chargers when I saw them last week. And, you know, the Raiders are, or the Raiders are obviously at 6-6 six and six as well with the Broncos. Ryan O'Halloran, DenverPost.com, coverage of the Broncos Chiefs last night. Do you agree with going for it early there um, against the Chiefs after that long, long drive? Do you agree with going for it? Yeah, I do, and because in, in the grand scheme of things, it did not impact the game. Uh, you know, you kick it, you're ten to six. The rationale then, the rationale being, you drove all the way down the field. It was an 11 minute drive. Get something out of it. Well, that that to me, that's a moral victory type move. Um, you know, go for the touchdown, tie it up. You know, where I thought they really misplayed things was at the end of the first half. That ensuing drive, uh, they had two timeouts. They did not call one until after the second down play. The yeah. Chiefs gift them, a, gift them a clock stoppage on third down by throwing it. And then Deontay Spencer, I mean, who, who the hell coaches the special teamers? Is You have limited time on the clock. You're going to have field position plus one timeout. Fair catch it. You're going to have nine seconds left. That's like two plays. Instead, he decides to run laterally and gain six yards and cost six seconds. Yeah, that was a miscue. No no question about it. And there were some miscues that, that just added up. Um, I want to get your read on that call. It could have been a fumble recovery pick, pick up and touchdown. It looked like a fumble. They called it an incomplete pass yeah. against Kelsey. Where do you stand? Well, I, you know, I think it was close, but I think Vic Fangio made, made a good point earlier this afternoon is in, when it's that close, they are going to side with the original call. If the call on the field was let the play go, Bronco ball, Bronco touchdown, that would have been upheld as well. So it's, you know, I thought NBC did a good job when I watched the replay today. They, they played it in real time. Well, what obviously looked like an incompletion. Then in replay, it says, okay, he did make a football move with two feet. So it could have gone, I mean, if they would have overturned it, I would have been surprised. Uh, but I wasn't surprised they upheld it. It was close. It was. Ryan O'Halloran, a couple more. I'll let him run. Broncos hanging at 500. Um, now it's the Lions. How about that? Um, that yeah. doesn't feel like a gimme. Any game uh, in the NFL this year doesn't seem like a gimme. Just ask the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you know, if, if Teddy Bridgewater is your quarterback, nothing's a gimme. I mean, he's just not playing well right now, and he's banged up. Uh, I do think they're going to be able to benefit from the fact that the Lions, to their credit, and they deserve this, they sure is, they're going to be celebrating this one for a couple of days, and then they'll get to work on the Broncos. I mean, I'm being a little facetious, but I do think there is going to be a little bit of a hangover for Lions because they came so close so many times to winning. They finally won it in dramatic fashion. Now they're coming to Denver. Um, I think the Broncos got to capitalize on that. Did we see what we really should have seen more last night with Javante Williams? What a game for him. On the ground, through the air. Why hasn't he been playing like this, um, meaning that much, that much? Yeah, I thought he was terrific. And, and I do see, their, I do see their, the, the, the wisdom of their plan coming into the season is, hey, they want Javante Williams to be a long-term guy. And it doesn't make a ton of sense to run a rookie like that into the ground because he didn't have that workhorse role in North Carolina. He split carries there as well with Michael Carter now at the Jets. Um, I would have gone to him as a starter earlier. Uh, and not just because of injury, because I think he can give you that that burst early in the game. And this right now, this is an offense that scored 10 opening drive points in 12 games. That's terrible. So I thought he was great. The fumble, 
he like one or two of the times where he's a little loose with the football too. He's got to work on that. He had a drop, but I thought overall he was terrific. And even if Melvin Gordon is active against the Lions on Sunday, I would start Javante Williams. Okay, Ryan, um, DenverPost.com. Ryan O'Halloran on tonight. If somehow the Broncos limp into the playoffs, are, are we thinking that's enough for Vic Fangio? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, if it's you know, I. You know, early in the season, I said, I thought, okay, if they get in at like eight and nine or nine and eight as the seven seed and go to Buffalo and get their doors blown off, that's not going to impress George Payton because that means you're not you're not really close to compete. But if they can uh, be competitive in a playoff setting, um, maybe. But I do think there needs there should be and there probably will be a lot of changes on offense. And if Vic is willing to do that to remain in place, that's a decision he'll have to make. But eight and nine, I think there's sweeping changes. Nine and eight, not make the playoffs. You know, probably uh, you know George Payton would be justified in that as well. Is George Payton going to get Russell Wilson on speed dial here? Well, after last night, he should because they played well enough in a lot of facets of their game, defensively, running the football, etc. They got to get a guy who's get Cortland Sutton involved, Tim Patrick involved, Noah Fant in better position to do things after the catch. And people are like emailing me, well, Russell Wilson looked terrible against Washington. My response is, so what? He has no offensive line. The play calling in Seattle stinks. And I think he would be a guy who was liberated by a new locale, a new division, a new conference to show he can win a Super Bowl with a second team. Ryan O'Halloran, I'm with you on that. Uh, find him on Twitter at Ryan O'Halloran. He's here on a Monday, DenverPost.com for the best coverage of the Broncos. Ryan, always great. Thanks a lot. Okay, Nate. Take care now. Appreciate the time. Have a good week. Ryan O'Halloran covering the Broncos Chiefs. Last night he got back late. Appreciate him coming on live from Denver. DenverPost.com, the Broncos beat writer. Um, boy, boy. So it's interesting. What is Ryan O'Halloran saying about the future of the Broncos? He's kind of telling me they might pull a Huskers. What's that? Uh, if the Broncos are, you know, they beat the Lions this week, then they're up and down. Maybe they can pick off the Raiders, but they'll lose to the Chiefs again, the Chargers maybe. But maybe the Broncos are hanging around 8-9, and nine, maybe. Then Vic Fangio might be back, but who wouldn't? Pat Shermer and a host of others, okay? So, so is it, well, Vic Fangio... I think he's good enough, maybe, and he's the defensive mastermind. Our defense has been pretty solid, right? So maybe you bring back Vic if Vic makes the changes on the offensive side of the ball. Does Vic live to see another season there? Well, that's uh, Ryan O'Halloran's kind of kind of uh, insinuating that a little bit, kind of saying, hey, well, Hang, hang tight here. The offense has been bad. Special teams has been bad. Okay, we've got bad quarterback play. That's that's not going to maybe land on Vic. I I don't know about that. I don't know about that because you see general managers what? Well, this is not my guy. It's similar to college ADs. That's not my coach. My, my, my guy is this guy. George Payton didn't choose Vic Fangio, and he, com- he comes in and he evaluates and the Broncos just are middle of the road. Um, maybe, maybe we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. So I don't know if Vic's going to survive that or not. I don't think so. Ryan kind of tried to talk me into, yeah, it might not be Vic. It might be Pat Shermer, the OC, and more. Um, 
I'm going to still hold that I think it is going to be Vic, and I think George Payton's going to go get a new QB. And by the way, if you don't think Russell Wilson is the choice, you're nuts. You are nuts. I'll take Russell Wilson right here, right now. Injured finger and all. Russell Wilson is the choice, and that would be a lock. I mean, uh, that would that would give the Broncos, I mean, new life. New life like you haven't seen in a long, long time. I, I'm going to tell you, Russell Wilson is the choice. End of story. If you can get him, you got to work that deal to get him. There, there's just no doubt. So the Broncos are, are kind of looking at this like, well, Teddy Bridgewater, we know is not the guy. The defense is pretty good. Is Vic Fangio able to hang on? I don't think so, but but we shall see. Coming right back with Chris Hummer, let's go college football. Now, how about all the things happening? New coach for the Sooners, new coach for the Hurricanes, the college football playoff, some great news and some bad news at the same time. Chris Hummer, 24-7 sports, national college football writer, live from Texas next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. There's nothing like a little extra cash during the holiday season, and First Gold Gaming Resort is the place to win it. On Saturday, December 4th, and again on the 11th, win $1,000 cash every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Then, our $12,000 Golden Cash Blast moves to Saturday night, December 18th. 13 different players will win $600 in cash every half hour from 5 till 11 p.m. with a grand prize drawing for $4,200 in cash at 11.30. Merry Christmas from First Gold Gaming Resort, where your first stop on Main Street as your coming into Deadwood. Here at Pizza Ranch, our 40-year birthday celebration is busting out of the gate like a bucking Bronco. An all-meat Bronco pizza, that is. Strap in, because we're throwing back prices to 1981 for our number one specialty pizza all month long. $10.25 for a large, 8 bucks for a medium, and $5.50 for a small. Need more Bronco? Enter daily at PizzaRanch.com for a chance to win a 2021 Ford Bronco or other prizes. No purchase necessary in 1231.21. See official rules at PizzaRanch.com. Hi, this is Britt Wicket at Elevate Performance. If you have an athlete in your family that is looking for sports training with proven results, Elevate Performance is ready to work with you. Our approach is different. We train one-on-one or in a small group, keeping the focus on your athlete, getting them to perform at their best. If your child is in middle school or high school, we have plenty of training options to fit your schedule. Take your game to the next level with Elevate Performance. To get your training started, visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Are you ready for new windows? Renewal by Anderson's windows are the best you can get. And their awesome Black Friday event is backed by popular demand. This is an incredible offer. You don't have to get up early, stand in line. You don't even have to wait until Black Friday. You can book an estimate right now. Listen to this. Renewal by Anderson is giving 20% off every window. And depending on how many windows you get, you'll receive a Visa gift card for up to $1,500. Imagine getting awesome new Renewal by Anderson windows and a lot of spending cash for Christmas. It's fantastic. The financing offer is the best ever. No money down. No interest or payments for 18 months. Think about that. You get your new windows now and you don't even have to make a payment until 2023. Wow. It's a very limited time offer. It starts on Black Friday, November 26th, runs through December 10th only. Please do not wait to book your free estimate right now. Just go to rbarapidcity.com, set up the free estimate. Renewal by Anderson. Make a great investment this Black Friday. 
Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Glad to be back on a Monday. Glad you're aboard. As always, the Nate Brown Show. We're live here at Fox Sports Rapid City. Hope you had a solid weekend and a solid Monday, as uh, as solid as it could be, right? Eric Thompson's coming up. Vikings writer Daily Norseman live from the Twin Cities. Vikings go down in a heap. That was a mess, a mess. And uh, I think that'll do it for Mike Zimmer. I really believe that. I really believe that. Um, and I think that'll be the Vikings are toast now when it comes to the playoffs. Eric Thompson coming up. We'll talk FCS playoffs with Mike McFeely. He covers North Dakota State and the FCS in forum.com live from Fargo, North Dakota. Is it colder up in Fargo than here? I don't know. A little chilly here. Chris Hummer's in right now. National College football writer also covers the transfer portal with the best of them. 247sports.com. Find him on Twitter at Chris underscore Hummer. And he's here on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Chris, how are you? Doing great. How are you? Doing good, man. I wanted to get your uh, take on the college football playoff initially here. I want to get your reaction to the college football playoff. Um, Alabama's in. Big win. Um, I don't know why people doubted the Crimson Tide. I know they had some rough games, right, Chris? But I just thought Nick Saban, six-and-a-half-point underdogs. Okay, so they win. Georgia's in. Michigan in. Cincinnati. Did you ever think – I want to know. You've covered it. Did you ever think a group of five would get in this thing? I got to tell you, I didn't think that would happen, and uh, Cincinnati has done it. Did you ever think a group of five would get in? I thought it was really unlikely. It was going to take a special combinations of things, so a team that already had a lot of hype, which Cincinnati had coming into the season based off of what they did last year. It would take an undefeated team that had a major marquee win, which Cincinnati got over Notre Dame, and it was going to take some chaos. We didn't have a representative from the ACC. We didn't have a representative from the Big 12, and we didn't have a representative from the Pac-12 because all of those conference winners lost two games. Had any of those leagues had a one-loss champion, this might be a totally different conversation, but um, it was a year of chaos, and Cincinnati was able to sneak in, and it's well-deserved. Okay, I love seeing it. I think it's great for the sport, Um, but how does that match up? Just give me the Chris Hummer thought right away. Alabama-Cincy, how much of a mismatch do we think that is? I don't think it's as big of a mismatch as most people think. I think Cincinnati is pretty unique from a group of five perspective. They're not as deep as Alabama, like no question about that. But they have NFL players across their roster. They have NFL players on their front seven defensively. They have multiple NFL cornerbacks. Like they're going to probably have two day one or day two picks at corner and Kobe or in White and um, Gardner. They've got a day one NFL quarterback and Desmond Ritter. Um, so I think. They're going to match up okay. They can press Alabama's receivers in a way most teams can't, which is an advantage. Jameson Williams likes to get free releases off the line. He's not going to be able to do that as well against Alabama. Georgia wasn't able to press Alabama, and we kind of see how that, saw how that worked. The one area I think Cincinnati has a major mismatch is along its offensive line. Um, Cincinnati's offensive line is just okay. 
And I think it's going to have a long day against Alabama's offensive front. But other than that particular matchup, I think Cincinnati matches up pretty decently against Alabama, actually. Interesting. So I'm going to go to the other one. Just quick thought. Um, Michigan gets in. Jim Harbaugh, first win over Ohio State. First Big Ten championship. Can Michigan hang with Georgia? I, I feel like Georgia bounces back big here. I, I believe that. But what what say you? I... I'm picking Georgia. I think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be really close. I think the line's at, what, like nine now or something like that? I would take Michigan to cover uh, seven days a week on that one. Um, I think the interesting thing here is Michigan and Georgia mirror each other in a lot of ways. Uh, Michigan's beaten teams through physicality and its lines of scrimmage this year, which is exactly how Georgia wins football games. I think the difference is, like I said earlier, Georgia's a little more deep and a little more talented across the board. In that regard, I do think Michigan has a better quarterback in Cade McNamara versus Stetson Bennett, so that can matter. But I just don't think Michigan has the skill talent at wide receiver to challenge Georgia the way you need to. So I do like Georgia to squeak by in that game and go back to the national championship game. Okay, so here it is. I, I said great news. To my audience, Cincinnati's in, group of five. I love seeing it. Michigan, um, a new team. I love seeing it. So that's the good news, not the same old customers. The bad news is we're going to have an SEC championship rematch, right? Yeah, I mean, it's 2017 all over again, I guess, right? Like that epic Georgia-Alabama game that we had. I think that's what we're most likely going to have in the national championship is another SEC game and another SEC rematch. Um, is that a killer? I, it's really is early. Is that a killer? I don't know if it's a killer. I think those are the two best teams in college football this year, but it's the system that's set up. Um, I, I think it's unfortunate that uh, Power 5 champions don't get in, but I don't think you can really argue like a Pitt or a Utah or a um, Baylor over Alabama, or I'm sorry, over Georgia. So, I mean, it's going to isolate a lot of the country. Uh, not right, everybody's right. going to tune in, but, I mean, it's going to be the best possible game. There's probably like 30 day one or day two draft picks um, on those two rosters. It's absolutely loaded. Chris Hummer on college football writer, 247sports.com. Find him on Twitter at Chris underscore Hummer. Okay. uh, I do want to get your read on the playoff. If, if we expand, where do you think we should go? They're still trying to find out. They can't decide eight or 12. Where do you think we're going to land? I think 12 is still the most likely number. Um, It's just the one that makes sense. It is going to have the most engagement and kind of fan bases at large. It's going to mean that more teams are interested and available and in the mix in November. It means that more of these conferences will get to Do I have Yeah, it's just going to be a – yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think my Bluetooth just tried to connect randomly, so I apologize about that. I didn't like my college football playoff take. <laughs> but I, I do think it I do think it'll be twelve. I think that's the most likely outcome, despite all the back and forth we've seen. Um I don't know when it's gonna happen. January is the next time they can vote. I know there's a lot of contention there, but I think there's gonna be some motivated conference commissioners, especially with so many of them getting left out in this year's playoff. Interesting. Okay. Twelve. Twelve, the number you're saying. I'm gonna ask how about all these coaching changes, Chris? I mean the coaching changes off the charts, some blue blood programs, some massive programs, and massive contracts. What do you make of this year? How did this all happen? All these programs, all these huge contracts, where did this market come from? 
I was you partially. Scott Woodward uh, drove up the price on a lot of head coaches this offseason. He got Lincoln Riley, partially got Lincoln Riley his deal. He got Mel Tucker's deal. He obviously got Brian Kelly's deal. He got Jimbo Fisher's extension. So that kind of set the floor. <laughs> and then it's just when one coach gets that price and one elite coach gets that price tag, it raises the price for everybody else. Um, I, I don't know what the exact number was, but I think we had four. $8 million coaches heading into this year. We've already had eight more this offseason, and I don't think we're done because I certainly think Ryan Day is going to get a race uh, coming soon. Jim Harbaugh might be back in line for an $8 million salary after the season he's had. So it's just supply and demand. There are, only, there are very few number of elite coaches out there, and boosters and schools are so desperate to get them that they get into bidding wars. And once one coach gets to that level, everybody else is going to catch up just because it's some fair market value for them at this point. What do you think of the way Miami handled this situation over the weekend? I mean, they were, they were there, there was reports out there, Chris saying, well, if Mario Cristo- Cristobal doesn't take this, Cristobal doesn't take this, we'll just stay with Manny Diaz. I mean, that's, <laughs> that seemed bizarre to me. How, how did Miami handle this? Uh, poorly, <laughs> poorly. Uh, they, I mean, that I feel bad for that. And Manny Diaz is not a victim necessarily. Uh, he took the Temple job three years ago and quit two weeks later to go yeah. back to Miami. Yeah, um, that happened. So I don't. I think everybody's going to throw a pity party for him. But it's terrible for the roster and it's terrible for Manny Diaz's staff. Like the last three weeks, they were essentially just like sitting there with. Uh, Axe sitting over their heads um, that they weren't sure if it was ever going to fall or not because Oregon or Miami was waiting on word for Mario Cristobal, and it's just a really unfortunate way that administration handled that entire process. But that's kind of college football right now. What do you think of Cristobal's fit? Uh, he was he's there. That's home. That's where he was. Uh, what do you think Miami's going to be able to do? I think they're going to recruit a heck of a lot more competitively than they have been. Um, Mario Cristobal is a pretty relentless recruiter on the trail. He is going to bring back some of that Miami toughness that people always talk about. I do wonder how how much Mario Cristobal has been lifted up by a down Pac-12 the last couple of years. Um, he has been in the most advantageous position possible with the USC, UCLA being down at the same time, Stanford as well. So he's kind of run rough shot over a league that, um, was pretty weak. Um, the ACC is still pretty weak itself, but you have to contend with Clemson and a couple of other powerhouse programs. But I do expect Miami to be more competitive and from a recruiting standpoint, and I expect that roster to get more talented more quickly. Last one, Brent Venables introduced at Oklahoma. Does, do, do they just keep rolling there in the Big 12? Does Venables get the job done there? I think they'll be okay. Um I don't know how well it's going to transition to the SEC, but if Brent Venables gets to hire Jeff Levy, which is the rumor right now, Old Miss's offensive coordinator, then they're going to have two of the probably five best play callers on both sides of the ball in the country, and that's a heck of a building block. Um, Brett Venables has never been a head coach before, so we have to see how that aspect goes, but um, there's no doubt he's qualified, and there's no doubt he is among the best defensive play callers in the sport. ton of college football news, man. These guys have 24-7 sports on it. 247sports.com, college football writer Chris Hummer, and the transfer portal just cranking up. I mean, um, just off the charts. Find him on Twitter at Chris underscore Hummer. A follow there. Chris, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Appreciate the time. On Fox Sports Rapid City, Chris Hummer, National College Football Writer, 24-7 Sports. I mean, the uh, headlines in college football are off the charts. I mean, the college football playoff is one, but you got all these coaches. I mean, they are overshadowing everything. This coaching thing was is is nuts this year. Over 30 uh, changes and more, and then these contracts. Lane Kiffin just got a massive upgrade at Ole Miss. I mean, Lane Kiffin, well, I, I might go there, I might go there. The money's just out of control, people are wondering. Remember not so long ago? Oh, I wonder how COVID and the, and the budgets are going to be. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Really worried. Really, really worried. We should worry about the actual universities that have to deal with budgets and, you know, they're kind of, hey, we got to raise some more money, raise some more money. These, these um, massive universities, they are in good shape. The donors, the boosters, the whole thing, it is just off the charts. Nobody's worried about a thing, obviously. I mean, the money is just flowing. I never thought you'd see contracts like this. And then you, and then you got, like, Miami saying, we have to get Mario Cristobal. We, we just have to get him. We have to get him. You know, he's, he, he's been here before. It's his hometown. We got to get him. He's just off the charts. Oregon got their doors blown off. I mean, I, I, am I the only one that's watching? And I'm looking, I'm saying... How are these guys just sought after? I mean, Mel Tucker gets $95 million for what? That's a pretty good year. <laughs> pretty good. Turns into a huge contract. And then you got Mario Cristobal. Oh, man, got to get him at Miami. He's going to turn around the Hurricanes. Got to get him. Oregon has all the advantages in the world. They got the Nike brand behind them and the dollars there. They got all they got a lot of advantages. The Pac-12 is weak. Weak sauce. What did he do there? Yeah, fine. Fine, but like off the charts. Well, he got his doors blown off by Utah a couple of times. How'd that how'd that work? I don't I don't get how people, well, this guy, that guy, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta get this guy. So give him whatever he wants. I don't buy that. Guess what? I bet you Brent Venables, Clemson D coordinator who goes to Oklahoma, he's like the guy that kind of gets overshadowed in this Oklahoma's major program, but nobody, everybody's talking about Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly. You know, you got, I bet you Venables does fine at Oklahoma, meaning they'll be right there, right there. And guess what? Marcus Freeman, the new guy at Notre Dame, he's going to do just fine, just fine. Oh, he's not Crystal, Crystal Bull. I mean, he's not some of these guys, but um, – I think they're over, overvalued, some of these guys, overvalued. Let's go to Mike McFeely, North Dakota State. He covers the Bison and the FCS playoffs. He thinks, uh, you know, North Dakota State, they're just rolling through the FCS playoffs again. Does Mike McFeely think people are bored with it? Oh, Mike, he's always up to something. He's live next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City. 
Rapid City and the Black Hills. If you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Overcast tonight with a low of 16. North winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. High temperatures reach up to 35 tomorrow, mainly cloudy. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, lows dip down to about 24. Partly cloudy skies Wednesday with daytime highs approaching 54. 42, chance for snow Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 25. Double your cheer this holiday season with Black Hills Federal Credit Union. From November 15th to December 31st, get double cash back or points on qualifying purchases with your BHFCU cash back or signature rewards credit card. That's 3% cash back or two points per dollar spent. Learn more at bhfcu.com slash double or text or call 605-718-1818. Some restrictions apply. BHFCU is a member-owned not-for-profit. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Black we all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. If you have a Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Volvo, or any other high-end import, you might think you have to take your car to Denver or further for service. Hi, this is Martin from Al's DNI Repair. Don't plan your life around taking your car for service in a town 400 miles away. Bring it to Al's DNI Repair. Our technicians are trained to work on those complicated cars, and we also have the tools and equipment so they have everything they need to make sure your car is working perfectly. Call Al's DNI to set up your appointment at 348-1447. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, 1067 FM at 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to... Welcome back in a lively Monday as always on the Nate Brown Show. Glad you're a part of the program. You're catching us live here weekdays 4 to 6. If you missed some of the show, remember the podcast is out there. You can download it. We get it up there each night. So all the guests appear uh, right there on the podcast. We actually 
give you the time when they're on, so it's easy to navigate. Fast forward, rewind, click uh, to see who we, who you want to hear. The biggest national names to the local sports newsmakers all wrapped up. The Nate Brown Show podcast out there. FoxSportsRapidCity.com and wherever you download your podcast. Mike McFeely's on tonight. North Dakota State rolling through the FCS playoffs. I mean, this is easy, right? Oh, is it easy again for the Bison? All right. Inforum.com, his work there. Find him on Twitter at McFeely underscore Inforum. Let's talk to Mike on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Mike, thanks for the time. How are you? Well, I'm much better now because my bumper music coming in was the outfield. So I've been harkened <laughs> back to my much more youthful days than I feel like today as it's five below in Fargo, North Dakota, and oh. I'm freezing my rear end up. I was wondering, is it colder up there? Okay, good enough, good enough. I just wanted to make sure. Um, let me ask you, North Dakota State's rolling. They pound Southern Illinois. Uh, are they on their way to another FCS national championship? Are the Bison back? Well, I don't know that they went anywhere, first of all. Uh, you and I have talked numerous times, I think, about the spring season and what I thought of it and what it really was. And I think I kept <laughs> warning people to not read too much into the spring season, either good or bad, for some of these teams because I thought everything was going to even itself out in the fall season when teams had 11-game schedules and full rosters and had a chance to fill some defections to the NFL and other spots. And I think that's proven true in most cases. Uh, and so to answer your question with a lot of words, yes, they could win mm. the FCF's national championship. And I don't know that they're back, but I think they are what they have been for the last 10 years, even though I, I don't know that they're a dominant team. I don't, you know, I don't know it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to get to Frisco, maybe like it felt in 2013 and 2018 in 2019, but they certainly have a great shot, and I think that they're going to win by about four touchdowns on Saturday in the quarterfinals, and then it'll depend on whether they play James Madison or Montana in the semifinals and how they do there. It's interesting. Um, They've just been so dominant. They keep on winning, yet you've kind of mentioned here, I was seeing this, are fans really excited about this? Do you believe they are? Are fans juiced about the run still? No, I think they're bored stiff. Um, and I, I, it's hard to explain unless you're in it, covering it, or you know, are in the middle of it, as I and others have been now for more than a decade. But there is a great sense of been there, done that. And they've seen it all before, they being the fans. And I just don't think they're as interested in, in going to the games. Now, when I say that, I should also mention that um, I have seen the TV ratings for the games that WDAY TV does, and I wrote about them, and they were through the roof. And for a few of the games, uh, NDSU football games got 50 shares in the fargo Morehead market. That means that half of all TVs that were on that day were tuned into the Bison game. So <laughs> uh, there's still a lot of popularity. People are still interested, but they're also – Board in a way that they don't want to go to the games and spend the money and spend, you know, nine hours of their day immersed in Bison football like they used to want to do back in 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. It just is a different feel, and people are kind of going, you know, I'll just watch the game on TV or I'll read about it the next day. 
it's great, but I don't want to spend 250 bucks to bring my family to a game. Interesting. And that leans into what you've said. The Bison needs something new. But do you ever think you'll get there, meaning FBS? All these FCS teams, they've jumped. They made this jump in, in, in teams moving around. And the Bison are just uh, sitting firm. Well, we're, we're not – they're not sitting firm. I think they're sitting in a geographical area that nothing is near. <laughs> so I, I, I can look out my garage window here as I'm standing in my garage, and I can look out to the east and see absolutely nothing because I live on the edge of town. <laughs> um, and so that's, I mean, you know the way it is. You're, you know, you're in South Dakota. We're not exactly the center of the universe in the Dakotas. And so geographically, North Dakota State just doesn't fit in anywhere. We've talked before, Nate. They'd love to get in the Mountain West Conference. Um, I think if that call came, they would certainly entertain the prospect of going FBS and moving to the Mountain West. But as of right now, that call has not happened. And I don't know that it's necessarily on the horizon. And so as James Madison leaves FCS and as Sam Houston leaves FCS and as Georgia Southern and Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina left several years ago, the the top end of FCS just keeps getting weaker and weaker and smaller and smaller. And before you know it, it's going to be North Dakota State against South Dakota State every other year in Frisco for the national championship. All right. No. Okay. All right. We'll see. <laughs> but, but, that, uh, but that will get old as well. That's the, <laughs> the, the problem is, well, one of the exciting things when NDSU first went FCS from Division Two, and they started on this playoff run was that it, it had a national feel to it. You know, the, a team from California would come in one week, and then a team from South Carolina would come in the next week, and then uh, they would play a team from Texas or Washington in Frisco. And now, again, it's hard to understand, but after 11 years, everybody has seen all these teams. The better teams, like the James Madisons, are leaving, and what that leaves behind is, the Missouri Valley Conference is going to be so strong, and the Big Sky is always going to have a few good teams. But other than that, there ain't nothing out there. Mm. I mean, the, the, the Southern Conference champion is coming into Fargo this weekend, East Tennessee State, and the early line is North Dakota State by 23. And I don't think – if you have five bucks that you want to bet, I would put it on North Dakota State to win by about 40 because I, I think it's going to be that bad. And that – I don't know if that's good long-term for FCS or whether it's good long-term for North Dakota State. There's no doubt they're going to win. There's no doubt they're going to win more national championships as long as they stay in FCS. I'm not saying it's going to be this year. I don't know if it's going to be next year, you know, whatever. But they're not done winning championships. And how do you keep people interested when they're already – semi bored with what's going on. Mike McFeely on live from Fargo uh talks NDSU, FCS, uh, columnist there. Find him on Twitter at McFeely underscore inform. Let me ask you about this story. I got fired up about it last week. I got fired up uh, when this came out. FCS and the transfer portal. There's players moving every which way and they're going every which way. And the guy who started all games for the Montana State Bobcats, they're into the quarterfinals this week. Their quarterback goes transfer portal two days before their playoff game. I never thought I'd see anything like it. You tell me why that's okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to go the cliche route and say because if Brent Vegan got an offer to coach uh, Oregon two days before their playoff game, Brent Vegan would say, absolutely, I'm going to coach Oregon 
see you later. As he, as he should, by the way, if that offer comes his way. So I, I have this back and forth with coaches I know, and every coach I know hates the transfer portal. They hate what college athletics have become. And all I keep going back at them is it's your fault, coaches. You are the reason why this has all happened, because all coaches jump at every opportunity to leave their school for what? More money, because we all want to make more money because we're capitalists here in America, although I have readers of the forum because of my political leanings who would question whether I'm a capitalist, but I am. I would jump for more money tomorrow in my job as well if it was a big enough number. We all would. That's what we do. So coaches for years, because of TV money, have jumped from job to job to job, chasing the almighty dollar because they're trying to set themselves up for life. But then when kids want to jump, and kids want to better their life and give themselves a better opportunity or just go play somewhere else because they don't like the situation they're in, then all of a sudden the kids are the villains, and the coaches make them that because they whine about it. Now, if I was uh, Mitchell McKay's parents or mentor, would I say, why don't you go ahead and leave two days before a playoff game? (laughs) No, that's not the best way to do things. But he's looking out for himself, just like coaches do. He made the decision he thought was best, just like coaches do. So why can't players? That's the part I don't understand. It's, you know, we've, we've had these athletes, and I love college athletics. We've had athletes at our beck and call as fans, as media, as coaches, and we expect them to do whatever we want them to do. Well, why? Everybody else can do what they want to do. Why are the kids tethered? to a university for five years, even if they're in a terrible situation. By the way, I've said this. Yeah, my, my deal on this, Mike, because I hate it all, um, the, the leaving the coaches, the players, I said, why? the NFL has a rule. You can't hire coaches that are in the playoffs until after January 25th. End of story. The NCAA has nothing, nothing. So coaches can leave whenever. I, I, I think that should have been decided a long time ago. You could make a rule that you can't hire coaches till later if you're in contention. FCS, FBS, I don't care. Well, but but, you, but who's going to make that rule and how would it hold up in court? It, I mean, the NFL is a it's a it's a private business that oversees a number of teams that all you know belong to one organization. Essentially, you know, colleges are. There, it's you can't stop somebody from taking a job. You can't come out and say the NCAA can't make a rule saying that coaches can't move around. That they got a lot of rules. About, they got a lot of rules. Yeah, they do. But that would last about thirteen seconds in court because they they would say, "Well, you're you know." It, it, I just don't think it would hold up. It, it, you just can't stop people from doing that. So, I, I, it's it's a mess right now. There are way too many kids in the portal. Kids leave in a lot of cases for all the wrong reasons. Many of them make really bad decisions because they think that going from Montana State or North Dakota State to Western Kentucky or North Texas is going to somehow better their career. It often doesn't, but, you know, we're all adults here. Some of these kids are 21, 22 years old. Uh, they have to make their decisions. And I, I, I didn't like the way it went down at Montana State. No. I mean, I no. wouldn't have done that. If I would have been that young man's father, I would have said, no, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you're waiting until your team is out. But keep in mind that the kids want to get out there in the portal now so they can get enrolled in their next school 
by spring semester so they can they can be at at spring practice. And yeah, that, by the, the way, timing matters too. That that early signing period in December here, December fifteenth, that that's been a killer too because all the coaches say, "Oh, I got to get going, I got to get going, I got to recruit guys." We move that thing up. That's a mess. Um, Mike McFeely, always good to have you. Always good to have you. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you like a hundred years old? Because you sound like you're a hundred years old. You're like you're like well, back in my day, well, the, the kids couldn't leave and coaches I'm, stayed. I'm, I'm rolling. I'm saying, it's, hey, it's, I want it to be good. I want it to be good for everybody. It's 2021, man. It's 2021. Everybody's uh-huh. on their own. We all do what we want to do. It's all going to work out in the end. Everything will be okay. Let's hold. We'll Let's fine. hold. Mike, always good to have you. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for the time. Mike McFeely tonight, Inforum.com, columnist live from Fargo. I always love the chats. I always love those chats. Uh, if you uh, follow him on Twitter, yeah, he's, he's a fireball. He's a fireball. At McFeely underscore Inforum, live from uh, Fargo. He says the North Dakota State fans, they're, they're getting bored. They're just winning all the time, and it's easy, and it's, you know, they're getting bored. He's always been pushing for the FBS jump. Okay, I'm going to push for this. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I've told you. I'm more old school on team. Team, okay? Uh, listener text coming in. Why not have the transfer portal open up after the playoffs are over? Good question. Good question. See, you know, Mike said, oh, you can't. Yeah, the NCAA can't have rules. They got all sorts of stupid rules, Mike. They got stupid rules. They, they got rules where I can't even buy extra peanut butter for student athletes because that's an extra benefit. They, they got all sorts of stupid rules. Um, hiring coaches could be one. You can't hire coaches and if their team's in playoff contention. End of story. I think that would fix a lot. Uh, By the way, I want to jump to this story because this one came out Friday. And it's with this transfer portal issue. It's my question of the day. So I'm going to get into the question of the day with the transfer portal. And then I'm going to tell you, are kids going to decide where to go play college football for the money? And then are they going to transfer? Hey, I'm going to go here because I can make a bunch of money. It doesn't matter if I'm going to play. Then I'll transfer somewhere and play there. Do you think that's a made-up story? It's not. It's real. And it's next. The Nate Brown Show. The Rapid City Rush are back at the Monument. December 8th is for Rush vs. Kansas City, presented by Rapid Wash. Then the holiday season starts early on December 10th with Elf Night, presented by Dakota Barricade. December 11th will be the annual Teddy Bear Toss, along with Rush Gives Back Night, presented by Black Hills Energy. Fans are encouraged to bring a stuffed animal to toss onto the ice when we score our first goal. Plus, all tickets for the game will be $25, and the Rush will donate $5 per ticket to local charities. Rapid Rapid City City Rush, Rush. next Next chapter, chapter, same goal. Tickets to RapidCityRush.com. Taco John's just made family fights over what to eat no longer a thing. No, really. Behold, the new family pack in a pound. Four savory soft-shell beef tacos, two huge beef meat and potato burritos, and a pound of crispy potato Olays for only 16 bucks. And just like that, everyone's satisfied. And all it took was an easy trip through the drive-thru. The new family pack in a pound. Taco John's. Bigger, bolder, better. Download our app for exclusive deals. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City.
Not all trusts fit in a box. We do our best to, um, to put a personal touch on each one and really listen to our customers and make sure that we take care of them the very best that we can. We are going to apply the, the best of our knowledge and ability and care to really analyze our situation and find all the best uh, solutions that we possibly can. We customize what we do to what you need. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. How you doing? Solid? I just got accused of being a hundred-year-old man. <laughs> I love Mike McFeely. That's why I have him on. We have some uh, good conversations. You can have good conversations, right? Take some shots. Have some fun. It's all good on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Listener text coming in. I agree 100% with this guy. Oh, don't do that. What do you mean, that I'm 100? No, no, no. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> don't do that for McFeely. He'll be out of control. You should start saying you agree with him 100%. He will be out of control. All right. Fox Sports Rapid City. I've got Eric Thompson coming up. Vikings writer. Daily Norseman from the Twin Cities. Reaction to the Vikings. Got to have it. And uh, Eric Thompson's coming up. Okay, uh, speaking of the transfer portal, it is packed right now. It is packed right now. You want to know there's 130 FBS schools, okay? 130 FBS schools. How many schools, how many teams don't have a player that's went in the transfer portal today? What do you think? 130 130 FBS teams, how many don't have a player? This was as of the weekend, so <laughs> I might. this might be even less now. But this was as of the weekend. Nine. Nine schools out of 130 don't have players in the transfer portal. Nine, nine teams out of 130. Question of the day for you. Just a little up front here. The transfer portal's just off the chain. Last year, it, it, it was packed, thousands, and it's off to a record pace again, uh, off to a record pace. Do you think the transfer portal is a good idea for college athletics still? Okay. The initial thought there was, hey, kids can get in, and it, and it gives them freedom. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I didn't like the NCAA waiver process. That's a mess. A bureaucratic red tape mess. But I, what I did like was you should be able to transfer once, okay? No questions asked. End of story, okay? 
you kind of still go through a little process there. You can't just put your name in. I quit the team. I'm out. I'm out. There is no meeting in the middle anymore. We're, we're so extreme here. It's, it's well, you've got to give the student-athletes freedom, and then there can't be any conversations at all. You know, we, no, no, no. Just put your name in. You're out. You're off the team two days before the FCS playoffs. Montana State starting quarterback. I mean, call me a traditionalist. I kind of like the team. I kind of like, hey, we've been working through this all season long. Um, and then we make it so easy to bail. Kids these days make quick decisions, I think, as it is. Sometimes that happens, okay? We always say, well, don't fault a kid for making a decision if they go to the wrong place, first of all. I'm not. I think you should be able to transfer, but not just boom. My name's in, I'm out. Two days before a playoff game. That's out of control. That's out of control. Um, Do you still think the transfer portal is a good idea for college athletics? Question of the day, 720-1067. Here's the answers. 58% say yes, kids can go wherever, whenever. 58% kids can go wherever, whenever. 58% yes, transfer portal still good. 42% say no, it is being abused and misused. Abused and misused. Kind of a tight vote, but 58% still on board with the transfer portal. Um, I want to give you an idea here of, of something that happens so quickly with the transfer portal, and then now you bring in the dollars of name, image, and likeness, which I am for. I have been for name, image, and likeness, okay? But here's a nightmare scenario. You know this quarterback from Texas, Quinn Ewers? We talked about him on this show a few times because he was the number one recruited player in the 2021 class. Quarterback out of Texas. So recruited that he skipped his high school senior year. He skipped his senior year of football. They're trying to win a state title. Oh, who cares, right? Who cares? Nobody cares. Okay. Trying to win a state title. I'm going to skip that. I'm going to go to Ohio State. Enroll early, skip my senior year of high school, go to Ohio State. Signed name, image, and likeness deals at $1.4 million. Autographs and stuff like this at Ohio State, a huge name, Quinn Ewers. He didn't attempt to pass this year. He didn't attempt to pass. Was given a $75,000 truck from a dealership in Columbus, Ohio for a name, image, and likeness contract. He was given all of this stuff. You know what Quinn's doing today? He's transferring. Didn't <laughs> he didn't play for Ohio State at all? Well, you know, I asked you I asked this question. Will this be the last time we see something like this? What do you mean? I'm going to choose to go someplace. It's a big time program. I'm a big time star and it's a big time program. I can get name, image, and likeness dollars there, so that's a big factor with where I'm going to choose to go. I believe this is going to happen, and then, well, I'm down on the depth chart. I'm not going to see the field at Ohio State maybe for another year or two. I don't know, so I'm out. But guess what? Those deals are still good. Those name, image, and likeness deals, because you can't tie it to on-field success. That's not part of the rules. You can't tie a contract of a name, image, and likeness that you have to play this much and you have to do this much on the field. You can't do it. 
So you sign these deals. Well, they were thinking Quinn Ewers was the next guy at Ohio State, the big star. Dealership, truck, autograph deal, $1.4 million. I mean, there's some big deals that he signed, and now he's transferring today. He played two snaps. It were, they were two handoffs. Two handoffs. Played two snaps. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just asking, are they going to choose the school where I can get the, the best name, image, and likeness deal? And it really doesn't matter about the football side. I'll just transfer somewhere else. Then I can maybe play football. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what went into his thinking. I'm not in Quinn Ewer's head. But it's an interesting deal, isn't it? Are we back on? Okay. See, they said, they said, that's enough on the transfer portal. You're out. You're out, too. All right. I'm out. I just want you, I just want you to follow that. Just follow that. Quinn Ewers, incredible, incredible star coming out of high school. Skips his year. Makes a bunch of money. And now he might end up going to, they're saying, maybe Texas Tech, maybe Texas. Visited TCU. The money was made at Ohio State, and he didn't throw a pass. What went into the thinking? What's going to go into thinking of kids coming out of high school? Where do I go? Football? Dollars? And the transfer portal? It's easy. I'm out. End of story. Coming right back with Eric Thompson, Vikings writer, Daily Norseman. What's the real story with Minnesota's future? I think that's the real question. Next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Are creepy crawlers hanging around your house or maybe even in your house? Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has the answer for spiders, millipedes, crickets, saw bugs, and more. They carry professional-grade pest control products and applicators for do-it-yourself pest control, and they can advise you on how to use them. For professional hands-off pest control, call Warren Chemical and they'll handle your pest problems for you. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company. We kill bugs. Call us at 342-7644. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Overcast tonight with a low of 16. North winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. High temperatures reach up to 35 tomorrow, mainly cloudy. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, lows dip down to about 24. Partly cloudy skies Wednesday with daytime highs approaching 54. 42, chance for snow Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 22. Black Hills Community Bank wants you to know that now may be the best time to refinance, purchase, or even build a brand new home. With rates this low, Black Hills Community Bank is well positioned to be your local partner. They are your home loans bank with local originators, underwriting, processing, and closings. They challenge themselves to close every loan on time. This may be the time to think about home ownership or refinancing. With Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish. Online at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. See equal housing lender. 
There's nothing like a little extra cash during the holiday season, and First Gold Gaming Resort is the place to win it. On Saturday, December 4th, and again on the 11th, win $1,000 cash every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Then, our $12,000 Golden Cash Blast moves to Saturday night, December 18th. 13 different players will win $600 in cash every half hour from 5 till 11 p.m. with a grand prize drawing for $4,200 in cash at 11.30. Merry Christmas from First Gold Gaming Resort, where your first stop on Main Street as your coming into Deadwood. Physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens Central and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. We are back on the Nate Brown Show. Wild Monday today. A wild Monday. Fun Monday, I will tell you. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for checking in. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. we got to go Vikings here in the second hour. Got to go Vikings. DailyNorseman.com. They're all over it. Eric Thompson. Live from the Twin Cities. Eric underscore J underscore Thompson on Twitter. A great Vikings follow. Eric Thompson pointed out to everybody, hey, Kirk Cousins is up for NFC Offensive Player of the Week. (laughs) I said, thanks, Eric. I appreciate that. Well, what a game. Three touchdowns, 340 yards, and a Vikings loss to Detroit. All right, Eric, let's get to it. Uh, Thanks for the time. How are you? Good, and I do have to clarify, it wasn't Offensive Player of the Week. It was the FedEx Air Player of the Week. Oh, Same thing, oh he was, okay. He was okay. Nominated. Still a, a wonderful accolade for Kirk to be nominated, albeit in a very <laughs> embarrassing, very typical Vikings loss yesterday. Okay, and the Air, uh, the Air Player of the Week. Okay. Um, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say there's three things on my mind here after that loss yesterday. Three things. Just only three. Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, and Kirk Cousins, okay? Those those three, and the future for them is murky. Here's my mm-hmm. belief. Here's my belief. That's the end of the road for Mike. That's it. It's, it's over. I, the Vikings, I think, are toast, and, and Mike's out. I think Kirk should come back. I really believe that, Eric. You can make an argument. Maybe you will. And then I don't know about Rick because he's so tied with both. He's tied with both. So you go through those three and give me your take. Yeah, I think I'm pretty similar with you, Nate. I, um, I, Zimmer, I don't see how there's coming back from that. You, the, the embarrassing last drive to Jared Goff, where the Vikings inexplicably basically called off the dogs and tried to play prevent defense. And what's the old saying? When you play prevent defense, it prevents only one thing. It prevents winning. And that's exactly what happened for the Vikings. And unless they, I mean, so they're five and seven, they might have to run the table and also win a playoff game. I really don't see that happening with a couple of the opponents that they have left. So I think the writing's on the wall there. I agree with you there. With Cousins, I think he's probably back just because um, for lack of a better option and lack of probably options to move him, even if the team did want to move him, just with that huge contract number coming up next year. 
it's probably a lot more likely that they restructure in some sort uh, and probably kick another year or two on the end of the deal. And I know some fans are just fine with that. I know some fans are absolutely pulling the hair out of that idea. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. It's it's difficult to see what their other options are, I think, right now. And, again, they're going to be in that – you know, the, this isn't a good quarterback draft class to begin with, and they probably aren't going to be, if there were great prospects uh, at the top of this draft, they wouldn't be in the draft for this and you get them. And with Spielman, that's that's the one thing that I agree with you there as well, is that Spielman is so synonymous with Zimmer. He kind of took over, you know, as the main general manager around the same time as Zimmer. They are, uh, they seem to be on the same page as far as their strategies and everything and their team building. But again, I I would I would give him um, odds a little better uh, chances of, of staying on with the team. Definitely wouldn't be surprised to see both of them gone though at the end of the season, especially if things continue to go south for the Vikings. Because again, the, this is kind of a stars and scrubs roster. Too many of the stars got hurt, and too many of the scrubs didn't really work out. So I think um, I'm pretty much on the same page with you there. But it it um, could go either way with Spielman. I don't see a way out for Zimmer, and I think Cousins is probably sticking around. Okay, so Vikings fandom, um, how many people do you think want Kirk Cousins back? I mean, it's hard. You guys get messages. You get people, you know, instant (laughs) reaction at Daily Norseman and people just off the rails. You make the point. There is no other option, really. There's no option. If you want to try and win and you're going to get a new head coach, you want to have a QB like Cousins. He's been a top 10 QB this year. Yeah, I mean, there's there are definitely arguments to be made against Cousins in, uh, in late in games. And again, I thought he had a pretty good game overall yesterday. It would have been nice to see Cousins in that offense finish off a couple of those drives instead of finishing off the field goals and getting a 6 nothing lead, maybe putting their foot on the gas a little more, especially in the red zone, and finishing off those drives to, to make it you know, a 14 nothing game and kind of break the spirit of a winless Lions team. But they let him hang around and uh, storm back in the first half. But that's an aside. I think that, yeah, it's, it just doesn't doesn't seem to be a, a ton of great options unless you can find some kind of trade partner that's willing to take most of the money on Cousins' uh, remaining contract and they're looking for a new quarterback. There, are, There is going to be a handful of teams. The team that's visiting on a Thursday might be one of those possible trade opportunities because it's probably looking like uh, as much as it's looking like the end of the road for Mike Zimmer, it's definitely looking like the end of the road for Ben Roethlisberger after this season. Yeah. So maybe they're in the market, some a team like that that has a lot of pieces in place. And again, it's it's the uh, you know the chicken or the egg argument. It, it's you could ask a hundred different Vikings fans, and I, I would think the majority of them would probably um, be in favor of Kirk Cousins. But it's definitely not the vast majority because Cousins does not come without his flaws. And it's just it, everyone can kind of point to his career record. And again, football's a team game, and QB wins are kind of a silly stat. But when he has hovered around 500 his entire career, you just kind of have to wonder: It's like, does he have the it factor to really take his team over the top? And that, he, until he actually answers that with a couple playoff wins and a deep playoff run, that's always going to follow him around. But again, I think he's going to be sticking around next year, whether that's under a new GM and a new head coach. That that remains to be seen. But I, I'm pretty sure he'll be in purple again next year. What type of head coach do the Vikings need? What what type of? I mean. It's 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 early here. I mean, I don't want to totally end Mike Zimmer's career, but I think it's over. I really do. Um, I, I even said that about Vic Fangio. I'm a Broncos guy here, and I said I think Vic Fangio is kind of on that track. It, it it feels that way in Denver. So, what type of coach 
do the Vikings need? Well, I think you get in kind of some trouble if you think, you know, okay, what well, Zimmer's a defensive head coach and the, the offenses have passed him by. They definitely need an offensive-minded head coach, so they have to go and find only offensive coordinators. I really think that's just a small part of being a head coach. I think something that a lot of football fans overlook is I think the number one thing you have to be as a, a head coach in the NFL is an excellent leader. You have, to, you have to be the leader of men. You have to be able to communicate with all sorts of different types of people you have to be able to get through to these kinds of people and that kind of seems like uh, i don't know if it's just zimmer has been in minnesota for eight years and it might be falling on deaf ears at this point but i think that's it's a huge part of it because again not to point to pittsburgh again but uh someone that used to be in the coach's room in minnesota mike tomlin he has had such a long tenure in pittsburgh because of his leadership abilities he is he has dra- uh, dragged some really rough teams to, in pittsburgh to winning records or at least for around 500 even after they get they get depleted and they're losing all sorts people the injuries and they have, they're above 500 again with a quarterback that's definitely on his last legs and missing a lot of uh, key players on both sides of the ball as well so I, I I hate to say okay well the defensive guy didn't work out we better swing back to the pendulum of the offensive guy it really needs to be the right fit and with the kind of the right overall philosophy again it's not really a ton about X's nose because I think you saw the same thing with Fangio no one was doubting that he's a great defensive coach coming right, into Denver right. I think people are really kind of you know especially as your first um, head coaching uh, gig, that's a lot different. I think a lot of people are finding that out uh, with Fangio, and that's one thing that the Vikings have to be careful of if they are in the, in the search for a new head coach, that they need to make sure that the leadership ability is there because I really think that's the, the biggest aspect that you need as NFL head coach. Okay, Vikings, um, they're not going to get rid of Mike Zimmer here until the end of the season, right? This week, no, because it's a Thursday night game. Is, mm-hmm. Does Mike hang tight the rest of the way? I think he does, right? Yeah, I think I'd be pretty surprised unless they have the, the only option I could think of. Because, again, you're not going to uh, pluck someone off of uh, someone else's team before the end of the season anyway. Um, I, you know, I, I hate to call him a dead coach walking, but, again, the Wilfs have shown a lot of faith in Zimmer. There is a very minuscule chance they can turn this around still. They aren't eliminated, especially in the NFC. The only option I could see that maybe if they wanted to get a look at Andre Patterson, the longtime defensive head coach in the Vikings, give him kind of the interim role, just kind of kick the tires and see what his kind of leadership abilities would be. Otherwise, there really aren't uh, a ton of uh, feasible uh, internal head head coaching candidates. I think Ryan Frick and the special teams coordinator is probably at least a few years away from making that kind of leap up up to the, you know, the, the, the John Harbaugh kind of leap from special teams to head coach. You just don't see that very often. So unless they're really interested in maybe bringing Patterson in, which of course, you know, that it seems like a little bit more of the same, another defensive guy from the current regime. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, I personally like Patterson and, I, and from everything I've seen and heard of him, I like his leadership abilities, but that might run Vikings fans the wrong way. So yeah, I think Zimmer, I'd be pretty surprised if Zimmer uh, gets the ax before the end of the season, just because there isn't a ton of upside from doing it uh, before the end of the season anyway. Eric Thompson on tonight, dailynorseman.com. A bad loss for the Vikings yesterday. Did you see it coming, Eric? Did you see it coming? Well, I mean, the possibility was always there. I did not pick the Lions to win that game. I definitely picked them to beat the spread. I think it was six and a half or something like that. The Vikings are incapable of playing anything but one-score games. It doesn't matter who their opponent is. It could be the winless Lions. It could be the 85 Bears. It seems like they're going to play within a touchdown to them. I just don't know what it is about this team. They have this ability. It's 
they just play exactly almost to their opponent's ability week by week. I mean, they're, they're beating this. It was only two weeks ago. They beat the, the division leading NF, the NFC North division leading Packers who are basically, I think if, if things go bad again on Thursday, the Packers can win next Sunday night to clinch the division in what week 14, which is absolutely crazy with the extra game. But uh, it's, it's, it's inexplicable, and I don't know if Zimmer, in his heart of hearts, could explain it either. Like it just seems like no matter what happens, they're always right in there at the end of the game. I did a Q and A with a Pride of Detroit, the SB Nation uh, site for uh, the Detroit Lions, uh, leading up to the game, and I basically predicted that well, it's going to. I might as well just uh, fast forward my DVR to 2:45 Central Time and watch the last part of the game because that's what it's going to come down to. And lo and behold, it did yet again. I mean, it's so crazy. 11 out of their 12 games have been one-score games. They've had at least a six-point lead. At least, you know, It wasn't a seven-point lead like the graphic they've been showing for the last month. It was only a six-point lead, but they just can't get out of their own way. But they're not getting blown out either, so they're, it's, they, it, it, they're five and seven. They're hanging around 500, and that's kind of what this team is. They're good, but they're not good enough. Thursday night football now. The Vikings going prime time after the worst loss of the season. Eric Thompson on. Follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore J underscore Thompson. That's DailyNorseman.com Vikings writer. Eric, always good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure, Nate. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Eric Thompson tonight, live from the Twin Cities, DailyNorseman.com. Great Viking site. DailyNorseman.com. Um, the really to explain the Vikings is, and I said it here uh, weeks ago, the defense is not good. And even in the Packers game, even in the Packers win, it was not. First half, they were okay. And then Aaron Rodgers and the Packers scored a touchdown every drive. Every single drive. There was not a field goal, not a punt. Every drive, it was a touchdown in the second half. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense had to answer that every, every drive. And they win that. So it's been the defense. It is the defense, and then you look at the numbers, and it plays out. 30th most yards in the league. They're 30th with yards allowed. They're 27th with touchdowns allowed. They're 27th with rushing yards allowed. They're giving up 4.7 yards per carry on the ground. In the NFL, 4.7 yards per carry the Vikings are giving up on the ground. So, so the answer points to uh, that's the answer. That's the an- the defense is bad, one of the worst, darn near the worst, maybe. Um, and Mike Zimmer has been in charge of that. I I can't explain it. It's personnel for the most part. There's been injuries. I understand, but that's going to seal the fate of Mike Zimmer, the defensive mastermind. And people say, well, you know, he's he's been a great coach. He he has been solid. He's been solid. It's just over, and the defense is bad, and it points to Mike Zimmer running the defense. That's going to seal the fate. Uh, The season is what it is, and then the fate is sealed as Zimmer's in charge of this bad defense. One of the worst we've seen in a long time, uh, statistically. Let's come back, go FCS playoffs. I want to get a reaction from Sam Herter so far. So far, so good for the Jackrabbits. They've got a tough one at Villanova after a big win over the Big Sky Conference champs. We'll talk Jackrabbits and more. Who's the favorite in the FCS? Is it North Dakota State? 
Sam Herter, national writer, Hero Sports, next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, Black Hills, Boss Pizza and Chicken is now bringing you the best new sports bar in Rapid City. Grab your crew and check out the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on North La Crosse Street. Same great pizza, chicken, and food you love from Boss, and now a full-service bar with beer, wine, and liquor. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar is a newly remodeled sports bar with TVs all around and a sports ticker dedicated to local and regional sports. This is the place for sports fans in the Black Hills. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar in North La Crosse and Rapid City. They're open early and open really late. Also with delivery at Boss Pizza chicken.com no one has a handbook for what we're living through today which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow for decades dakota bank has worked with ag producers through industry economic and regional changes we're committed to agriculture we're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great go with commitment experience and integrity Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. 454 Downtown Rapid City is my new place to hang out. Whether it's happy hour after work, date night with your wife, or meeting up with some buddies and watching the game, Poor 54 has it all. 54 taps with great beer from local and regional breweries, wine and hard seltzer, plus some awesome food. Poor 54 is the place. Watch the game in the sports area upstairs, or drop by Wednesday nights for live music and wine down Wednesday. You gotta hit it. Poor 54 Downtown Rapid City. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. the Nate Brown Show. We're live. Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM on the radio side. Remember, you can watch the live stream of the show on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Follow us there on Twitter. All the guests, the show live uh, right there. We'll tell you who's coming up and you can hear some of the podcast interviews. Follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. You can do that in the live stream there on your phone. Also on YouTube, the Nate Brown Show. Welcome in live in Studio Camera on a Monday. Back tonight, FCS playoffs in full swing now. Any surprises out there? Any surprises? Well, the Jackrabbits, they get it done against UC Davis at home, and then they go on the road and beat the Big Sky Conference champion, Sacramento State. They got out early against Sacramento State and then hang on, 24-19. South Dakota State goes on the road, Villanova. Sam Herter's on tonight, national FCS football writer, heroesports.com. Covers the FCS as good as anybody in the country. Find him on Twitter, at Sam Herter FCS. Sam, thanks for the time. How are you? I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me back on. Well, let's let's hit on this. Um, Any surprises for you? I mean, I'm looking at it. I'm saying, okay, um, does anything jump out at you right here today? 
Honestly, not really. Uh, you know, seven of the eight seeds uh, have made the quarterfinals, which I think were was expected. ETSU, the seven seed in Kennesaw State, that was probably a 50-50 game going into it and, and certainly ended uh, as a 50-50 game with ETSU coming back to win. Uh, but I, I thought ETSU had a good chance to make the, to make the quarterfinals. Uh, and then South Dakota State is the lone non-seeded team. Uh, to make the quarterfinals, and I, honestly, I think that was pretty expected too. Uh, it was pretty weird, and you know, going into it, uh, number four seed Sacramento State, you know, undefeated in the Big Sky. You would think that they'd have a pretty good chance to make the quarterfinals, uh, but going into last weekend's game, uh, it seemed like everyone had South Dakota State winning, and the Jacks pulled it off. And so, yeah, th- this quarterfinal. Uh, round. I don't think there's a whole lot of surprises as far as the teams that are in it. Okay, so the Jackrabbits, they've just felt like, well, they're the favorite. They're, they're the favorite, and they were clipped a couple of times. That's why they dropped off the radar as far as the seeding goes. Do you think South Dakota State is as dangerous as anybody or not? I think South Dakota State at its best uh, is is the best team uh, in the country, uh, but there's other things uh, to consider besides you know j- j- just that because you know South Dakota State has to go on the road once again, and if they win in the quarterfinals, they would have to go on the road once again to Montana or either to Texas. Uh, and so I think if you know if if all these teams had a bye week and then played on a neutral field, I would probably take South Dakota State over all of them. Uh, but, again, you have all the travel uh, going into it, and so I think that's a big-time factor for South Dakota, for South Dakota State uh, just because we rarely see a team just go on the road week after week after week and make it all the way to Frisco, the national title game. At some point, uh, you know, Maine from a few years ago is a perfect example. At some point, you can be playing as well as you want, but at some point, your legs just kind of just kind of give out. And so, um, I think South Dakota State it has is the most talented team uh, in the FCS. Mm. Uh, it's just you know, can, can they go to, to the East Coast and win? And if they do, they go back to South Dakota. Then they have to hit the road again. You know, at, at what point does do they just not have it? You know, that one Saturday and end up losing. Well, and there has been a few blips in the radar, some inconsistencies, and and they get clipped by, you know, Southern Illinois and Northern Iowa, Um, you know, playoff teams. But uh, nonetheless, South Dakota State was favored in those. I want to ask you, Sam Herter on FCS National Rider Hero Sports, can Montana State beat Sam Houston? I feel like Montana State is good. Um, They've been really good in a lot of games, but then they've struggled a little bit, lost to the Grizz, okay? Can Montana State and Sam Houston, is that going to be a good one? I think it'll be a pretty good game. I don't think it's a very favorable matchup for Montana State. Uh, Sam Houston, you know, this isn't the Sam Houston team from the from the mid-2010s. Uh, they do have a really good defensive line. Uh, that's going to have stopped in the run. They, they, they rotate pretty well uh, on the defensive front. Uh, for Sam Houston, I like their linebackers as well. Uh, they have some pretty good speed at the linebacker position. Uh, they're not too good uh, defending the pass, which we saw uh, this last weekend against UIW, but they are pretty stout against the run, and that's what uh, that's exactly what Montana State wants to do. They want to run the ball even more so now uh, with Tommy Malotz, uh, their new starting quarterback, a freshman that stepped in. Uh, he, he's you know maybe not as polished of a passer as Matt McKay, who entered the transfer portal. Uh, just a couple of days before this last weekend's game. Uh, and so they're even more of a run-heavy team uh, now with Malat uh, as as the quarterback. And so I think it's just, it's, it's just going to be a really tough matchup for Montana State to establish the run in that one. Okay, Sam, give me your read on 
that story. I got fired up about it. I'm from Montana originally, so so I've covered the Bobcats up there. I, I had was on at a station up there for a long time. Um, the starting quarterback transfers a couple of days before an FCS playoff game. I never thought we'd see something like that, where you're, you're in it now, and the FCS playoffs mean something. Um, that puts Montana State in, in how bad of a position there? Yeah, well, I think the – Basically, you know, McKay got, got benched, essentially. Uh, you know, he was losing reps during that bye week. And then, you know, the coaches told him and told the quarterback room that they're going to go with him a lot uh, as, the, as the starting quarterback. And then McKay, you know, essentially decided to leave the team and enter the transfer, the transfer portal. Uh, and so I don't know how much that impacts, you know, Montana State as far as, you know, maybe it was a bit of a distraction. But at the same time, I don't know how much it changed their game plan going up uh, against UT Martin this last weekend, uh, but at the same time, you know maybe Malad suffers an injury or he's you know playing really poor and they want to look to a, a different quarterback. Yeah. Uh, then in that situation, it would be great to have McKay still on the roster. Um, you know, I I get it from a certain perspective from McKay's uh, standpoint, I guess, just because you know the early signing period is coming up and maybe he was looking at it as well, you know. I lost my starting job. I'm probably not going to play this year. That means I'm not going to start next year. So I want to go somewhere, you know, where I am going to play. And with the early signing period coming up, everyone else is in the transfer portal. I better do it now instead of waiting until the season ends, which could be, you know, this weekend, next weekend, or it could be January 8th. And so I, I, I you know, I don't like that he entered the transfer portal. Um, just kind of the old school, you know, stick with your team until the end. But at the same point, you know, if he feels that was the best decision for him in his future, um, then, you know, you, you have to look out for yourself uh, sometimes. So there's that aspect of it as well. Hey, Sam, I had a North Dakota State uh, columnist on tonight, and he thinks North Dakota State looks really good, um, and it's a favorable uh, situation. He goes, I don't know. I can't tell you if they're going to get to Frisco for sure or not, but it looks really, really good. What say you about the Bison? Well, I mean, I think the, when you look at the quarterfinal matchups, NDSU certainly has the most favorable one. Uh, I mean, Sam Houston-Montana State is going to be a battle. You know, South Coast State has to go on the road to a talented Villanova team. GMU-Montana is a really, really good quarterfinal game. And then you kind of have NDSU, who's probably going to be a three-touchdown favorite against ETSU, um, who is a good team, has good players, two really good running backs. You know, I like their defense. Uh, but we've kind of seen the storyline before where, uh, you know, teams from the from the SoCon or maybe the OVC, you know, kind of get overwhelmed when they go to the Fargo Dome. And so uh, I do think NSU has uh, a, a really, really good chance to make it to the semifinals. And then whoever they play, you know, that'll be a tougher matchup, uh, obviously, whether it be James Madison or Montana. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Bison, uh, they're looking loaded right now. Uh, I mean, defensively, they've played great all year. Uh, the offensive line seems to – finally be clicking um, in the last three games since losing to South Dakota State. Uh, Cam Miller uh, continues to look better. Uh, he, you know, He's only a true sophomore, and he's only had five or six starts under his belt, so he's getting more comfortable. Um, but you know, at, at the same time, you, know, you look at the last three opponents, and maybe not the strongest of opponents for NDSU. And so you know, we don't know how good that offensive line is. You know, we don't know how good Cam Miller, Cam Miller is just yet. Um, you know, if they go, if they do go up against a really good defense like a James Madison, um, you know, do we see an NDC performance like like it was against South Coast State, or is this kind of a newly formed NSU offense that finally has figured things out? We don't know that just yet. Even if they beat ETSU forty-five to seven, I don't think we know that just yet either. Um, but I think we'll find out a lot about the Bison, obviously, in the semifinal round. Better game that we have to watch. I mean, we're going to be watching South Dakota State, but FCS playoffs, 
this quarterfinal round, South Dakota State Villanova, Montana James Madison. They both look interesting to me. Better game. I think GMU Montana uh, is the. I mean, if you, obviously you, we want everyone to to watch both of those, but if you had to only pick one, uh, definitely would have to be James Madison Montana. You know, Friday night ESPN two. Two Blue Bloods, uh, two historical FCS teams, uh, just a really cool matchup, really cool storylines, uh, great fan bases, and so I think that's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, you have a, a really good Montana defense uh, that blitzes and stunts and you know sends the house and is just kind of a jailbreak type of defense going up against a really, really good James Madison passing attack that is pretty young on the interior of the offensive line. They're starting three redshirt freshmen up front at the guard and center positions. And so we'll see if Montana can confuse them a little bit with their unorthodox defense. Uh, so it's a really interesting matchup. And then off the field, like I said, just you know, two, two really storied FCS programs here. Great FCS breakdown as always. National Rider HeroSports.com. Some good matchups. Quarterfinal round FCS playoffs. Sam Herter, FCS on Twitter. Sam Herter on tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. Always good, man. Enjoy the week. Thanks a lot. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Sam Herter tonight on the Nate Brown Show. Heroesports.com. Sam Herter, FCS on Twitter. He says South Dakota State at their best is the best FCS team in the country. At their best. Uh, they've got clipped a couple of times. That's what the killer is about the Jackrabbits. Jackrabbits in good shape, potentially, if they're having home games, home games. They get a bye. They don't. So they're going to be playing a long time. They're going to be playing a long time, right? That That's the hard part there. Who's hot and who's not coming up? You don't want to miss this, okay? What university football fan base drinks the most on college football Saturdays. What university football fan base drinks the most? This was a survey that was just done. And one school is at the top. We'll get to it. First, thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, how you doing today, buddy? What's up, man? What's up? Just, well, not much. Uh, just got out of class, so I figured okay. I'd give you a call. All right. But, um, so, uh, the... The Vikings and the Broncos, I know you've beat that horse to death. but We have. We have. Yeah. The problem is the horses were already dead, so <laughs> we don't need to beat them any further. But anyway, yeah, they're, they're toast. Fangio's toast. Oh, you, and, okay. So you agree with me, yeah. though. Fangio? Yeah. Okay. Some people are saying, ah, you're, you're too, too quick on this. I don't think well, so. But, the problem is both him and Zimmer are supposed defensive geniuses, and their defenses suck. Well, at times. <laughs> Broncos are better. Broncos are better on defense than the Vikings, I will tell you that. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, like, with the Vikings, I, I don't know if you watched the last play or not. But yeah, there's, I did. there's a thing called the goal line defense, which means, like, <laughs> you don't let people pass the goal line. But Especially if you have some safeties. Seven yards deep yeah. In, yeah, yeah. playing seven yards deep in the end zone. Like, it's stupid. So, yeah, and, like, no timeouts, minute 50, and they just march right down and score. It's, like, it's, I believe it's that can't. seals Mike Zimmer's fate. I really do. Maybe I'm quick oh, on yeah. Fangio, but I don't think so. Maybe I'm emotional on yeah. Fangio. But I think, Mike, I, yeah. I think that's it, right? So, well, so yeah, there's, it's just stacked up mistakes over the course of the year. And it's like, I, I know we, we've been going back and forth on Twitter about being like cynics and we're overreacting and everything else. But just on the whole, you put everything together and all the mistakes that he's made this year with clock management and 
team wise and just it's just everything. It's just added up to be just sad. Well, so now it's speculation time. So so we'll be it'll be interesting, right? Yeah, we we got to have a fun day of. Uh, like who do who do we think is going to be the coach and GM next year? <laughs> oh, we will, we will. I appreciate it, buddy. Right. Thanks All for right. getting. Have in. a good night, buddy. Um, thanks for calling, McJudgerson, Vikings fan through and through. He says who's going to be the new head coach and new GM. So so he's with me there. I, I think you do change coach, and I think that's going to happen with the GM with Rick Spielman. I think so, and I think you keep Kirk. You, you, you kind of have to. Because Vikings fans can't tell you, who else do you want a quarterback? Some people don't love Kirk. Some people don't like Kirk. Who else are you going to do? Vikings are top seven in offensive yards. Top seven. They've, they've been okay there. Kirk Cousins, I told you, through many, many categories, is top ten. Many categories. Top ten. Um, quarterback. So you're not going to change there, I don't think. Um, who's hot and who's not? Let's do it. Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. I remind you, Wednesdays is kids' night. It's great for families like mine. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular priced adult. Wednesdays at the Pizza Ranch. But remember, anytime, the buffet, 11 to 8 daily. Okay? Best buffet in Rapid City by far. Chicken, pizza, salad bar, cactus bread. You're good. Pizza Ranch buffet open daily, 11 to 8. In my who's hot category, okay, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. I never thought that um, we would see all of these coaching changes, okay? I never thought we'd see it. That's kind of overshadowed the biggest story in college football, and I don't know how it's going to end. Probably not great, but the who's hot category, finally, finally, I never thought we'd see it. A group of five team is in the playoff. I've been wanting to see it going all the way back into the BCS days with Boise State back in the day. You always wanted to see, in college football, could a group of five team break in and compete? Well, we'll find out. That finally gives me some intrigue. I'm going to be all over this uh, New Year's Eve. I hate that date, by the way. College football playoff. Get it together. So, But I'll be watching. Cincinnati, Alabama. And then we got Michigan, Georgia. I'm okay with that too. Some some new uh, life there with with Michigan. We had to have something interesting in college football, and we finally get Cincy against Alabama, and it'll be something to watch. What if? Just what if? That's all I want to know. What if Cincy can win? Then we'll never ever know. All those years. Well, maybe the group of five can play with these teams. I'm not telling you it's going to happen. But I'd love to see the matchup. We finally get it. In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category tonight, I have to tell you the survey went out and the survey results are in. Which college football fan base drinks the most on college football Saturdays? Who do you think? (laughs) I don't know if this is because of what happened recently. I don't know if they just like having fun. The Big Red Machine. Nebraska coming in as... The football fan base that drinks the most every college football Saturday, the average drink, four and a half drinks per game. (laughs) Um, Is that because you're waiting for that Adrian Martinez turnover, that special teams miscue? Open up another one, Freddie. Uh, Four and a half drinks per game. It leads the country 
in surveying NCAA football fans, the Husker fans, putting it down. Second, Minnesota. Leave it to the Huskers and the Gopher fans. I love you guys. Coming back tomorrow at 4, the Nate Brown Show is in and on. The Odd Couple right now.